I can't go out. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Outgoing Without Going Out. I'm Lexi, and it's just me today. So, Gabby and I thought it would be fun to do a little separate Q&A type life catch-up deep question episode. So mine is this week, and then Gabby's going to answer some cheer questions with my mom for next week's episode. But I wanted to jump in and just say hi, and thank you guys so much for all of the sweet comments on Match Day this past week for residency and I will update all of you in a second when we go through our weekly scoop, but why don't we jump right in? Did you have an awesome time? Did you drink awesome shooters and listen to awesome music and then just sit around and soak up each other's awesomeness? So this week, as I told you guys last week, in my win of the week was my residency match day where I found out where I would be next year in Florida, and I am so excited to announce that I matched to my top choice for pediatric residency at the University of Florida Naples site. So I will be in Naples, Florida for the next two years, becoming a pediatric dentist. And I'm so excited it starts July 1st. So I just have to get through the next little bit of school and, you know, like graduate. That would be great. But that is in May 6th, and then I will move down. So it has been a crazy week my first week living at Sean's parents house and sort of moving out fully of our apartment acclimating to this new lifestyle now and living with Sean's parents and they've been so so grateful or I'm so so grateful they've been so gracious to allow me and the pets to stay here for a couple of months and it's just a big adjustment if I'm being honest obviously Um, I've gone from living alone to living with Sean to now living with his parents and it's just a different lifestyle but everything's going really well I'm really grateful for my space here it's very cozy and the pets are doing great as well Sean was actually able to come home for a couple days this week he came home Monday afternoon and was able to celebrate match day with me and all of my friends at school and he helped me finally completely move out of our apartment and sort of put everything into storage or sell it and it was just really really nice to have his help to be honest i was very overwhelmed with the whole moving process we just have way too much stuff and i've learned that it's better to just donate it and sell it and completely get rid of it than to move it from house to house and just have it sit basically um So that was a big learning process, but again, I'm really excited that I was able to have him home and we had a nice little staycation night at a hotel in Buffalo and a nice dinner to celebrate matching at my top choice. And yeah, just feeling really grateful today. It's Sunday as I'm recording this, so the day before you guys listen to it. And I'm also, actually, you know what? We're gonna wait for that for me and Gabby to get together and have the episode together, but we have some exciting podcast news coming for you guys that is finally official but I'll wait to share it till we're both together otherwise this week has just been you know finishing schoolwork Sean was able to visit so I was spending quality time with him I vlogged the whole moving process packing and moving into this place and also vlogged match day so if you want a visual on you know how that day went I got some clips so go check out YouTube for that it'll be out after this episode for sure but you guys can see it there. So I'm super excited. I'm recording on my new phone microphone that Gabby got as sort of an accident last week. And we decided we both were going to get them. And it's super convenient. And I hope you guys like the quality as much as we do. But yeah, I'm recording on that on my phone for the first time, just laying in bed, chilling. The rest of my agenda today is going to entail grocery shopping. I just took 
a full shower, you know, the kind I mean where you like shave, wash your hair, wash your face, maybe do a hair mask. Um, I did all of those things. So I took a nice Sunday reset shower. And after I edit the podcast, I'm going to edit a couple vlogs, get my planner ready for the week. I just did some Valentine's Day nails. I'll put a picture up on the podcast Instagram because I'm very proud of my gel manicure design that I did for Valentine's Day. But yeah, that's a little bit of a life update. I'm super excited. I am just sort of blown away. I was so nervous leading up to it. And I know I manifested last week matching into my top choice, but I'm just so grateful and excited to sort of start the next journey. Now it's just wrapping things up here in Buffalo, trying to get all my procedures done to graduate. But I'm so grateful. So that's sort of where I've been this week, just sort of getting settled, unpacking into my new room here, navigating that sort of space. I had a bachelorette party Um, sort of local it was like an hour away and we had a lot of fun times just playing games and hanging out at the Airbnb and then we had a nice dinner and then I came home last night so I'm just tired trying to do that whole Sunday recoup that I try to do before the week I just feel it feels nice to be like done living in multiple places and have stuff everywhere like I'm finally settled so hopefully I can get back into an actual routine this week and the looming stress of match day will hopefully calm down. I had stress hives. I think I mentioned that on the podcast, but I was just not in a good spot. So now that all of that has calmed down and gotten better, I'm in a much better headspace and I'm excited to chat with you guys today. We got a lot of fun questions, but before we get into the main part of the episode, why don't we jump right into the win of the week? Glen Coco, fall for you, Glen Coco. You go, Glen Coco. I think you guys can probably guess what my win of the week is. It is matching into my top choice. Last week's win of the week was manifesting it. And this week we did the dang thing. So I am so excited. I know I keep saying that, but like it feels so surreal. I mean, it's such a weird process, the match process. I explained it in a vlog, like I said, for match day that's coming out soon. But it's a really stressful, grueling process. And I'm just so happy that it's over and I'm excited to get my contract and sort of figure out who my co-residents are and just like start planning. I feel like I can actually now like give people a definitive answer when they ask me what I'm doing after graduation. I can say I'm going to be a pediatric dentist and I have a residency in Naples, Florida and life is good. I feel like you can just tell in my voice that I'm happy and I'm excited for these next few months and just feeling grateful. That is the theme of today's mood is gratitude. But moving on to my favorite of the week. I saw Katie Heron wearing army pants and flip-flops, so I bought army pants and flip-flops. My favorite this week, Sean's parents are so, so nice and got me a heated mattress pad because my room here in their house can get really chilly. Just the way like the windows face and how cold it's been in Buffalo and the heat being a bigger room doesn't circulate as well. They got me a heated mattress pad and I I don't know why I didn't know these existed, but it is incredible and it has like dual controls on each side of the bed. So no matter what side I'm laying on or if you have a partner or someone else sleeping in the bed with you, they can control their side. So it's like from zero to 10, 10 being the hottest, zero being off. You can literally control how hot the mattress pad gets and it stays on all night. It's like a 10 hour automatic timer. So it is incredible. It is the coziest thing to turn it on like right before I'm getting ready for bed and then crawl into bed and just be nice and cozy and warm in a heated bed. I can't tell you if you live in the Northeast, you need this. I will try to find the exact one that I have and link it 
in the description for you guys or on the podcast Instagram at Outgoing Podcast so that you can find it because I don't know how I didn't know these existed before, but it has changed the sleeping and lounging game for your girl. All right, why don't we hop right into the questions? I feel like I've been talking for literally 20 minutes and it's only been like seven minutes, but this is hard. I don't know how solo podcasters do it, but I'm excited to chat with you guys. And we got a ton of questions. So if you want to participate in other Q&As and just episodes in general, we have a lot of submission episodes and things like that coming up. Go ahead and follow us on the podcast Instagram because that's where we, it's where we do it all. All right, the first question says, when are you and Sean getting married? So, my fiancé, Sean, if you guys are new here, lives in Florida. Um, He just got a job as a firefighter a couple months ago, and we got engaged in September. Honestly, y'all, trying to figure out our lives and, like, this whole residency thing and moving, like, so many times and just all of this, we haven't planned a single thing. I'm thinking fall of 2024 is probably when the wedding will take place but like I said absolutely nothing is planned we don't have a venue we don't have a date that's just like a rough estimate of when we think it may be happening based on how much time we have to plan and everything moving forward so I would say fall of 2024 is a rough estimate but we truly have nothing planned Um, another wedding themed type of question what colors for bridesmaid dresses do you like Um, I really like navy blue or like a dark green, like a forest green or even olive green, but I truly don't know. Um, Again, I haven't planned anything, but I'm thinking maybe navy or a dark green. I do like the idea of a fall wedding, so I think those colors would be really pretty, but it also kind of depends on where we're getting married, so stay tuned for that. How many kids do you guys want one day? Um, Again, another hard question. I would like there's like two sides of me part of me would love a big family because I just have one sister as you guys know my co-host on this podcast but I love the idea of having a really big family and having lots of kids and eventually grandkids and just like a big family atmosphere would be so fun but then I think of like how much it costs to have that many children and it stresses me out so I don't know stay tuned somewhere between two and four if that answers your question I don't think I would be able to have more than four because the thought of that gives me chest pains but you never know you know we'll see when the time comes it's going to be a minute before we even start having children so we got a lot of life to live before then next question what has been the hardest thing about having sean gone so with him being away from me and being long distance there have been a couple things i realized that are really hard um basic things like cooking for one person is a lot more different and difficult than planning meals for two people I feel like I it's harder for me to eat healthy because I don't want to prep and plan all this stuff because like by day two I get like sick of the food and I overcook and end up having to throw stuff away so I might look into some sort of meal kit subscription Um, it's also difficult because I am now sharing a house with Sean's parents so just like navigating meals with that um, is just like an extra added thing that I need to get used to and sort of figure out that whole dynamic Um, because sometimes I eat with them sometimes I'm busy with school or class and my eating schedule is different so I would say number one would have been like basic surface level stuff is cooking for one person and figuring out the whole meal aspect of being long distance and going from two people to one person Um, aside from that like just 
general loneliness. Like, I love being able to, like, watch a show with him and, like, hang with the pets and have him help with the pets. Um, like I said, now that I have Sean's parents here, like, they've been super helpful with Lola and Rita. And, like, if I'm late somewhere, they can feed them for me or whatnot. But just, like, having him around to just, like, coexist with. Like, it was so nice having him in town to just, like, go grab dinner or just watch a movie or just, like, hang out. I would say just, like, general, I don't know, loneliness sometimes and just, like, not having him here to just, like, tell him a story and having to figure out, like, FaceTimes and things like that. But we've been super good about making sure that we're still, like, keeping in touch, you know, when we can and having FaceTime dates and things like that. But I would say those are the things that come to mind right away about having him gone and being long distance. However, things have been so crazy busy that I feel like I haven't had a second to even like breathe and, you know, be super sad and lonely, but I know that that time will come and it has come in waves already. So yeah, I'm just going to be super honest with you guys when those moments are here and it's a journey. Um, This one says... I want to start vlogging for fun and looking or for the memories to look back on. How do you get over being nervous or awkward to vlog and not caring about people judging or what people think? So this, I think, is something that held me back from starting a YouTube channel for way too long. And I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with that want to get into like the social media space or even just vlogging for memories. And even now in public, sometimes I feel awkward pulling out like my phone or camera and vlogging. But I would just say... If the pros outweigh the cons and you really want to do it and you know you want to do it for memories and also posting and like, I don't know, vlogging I think is so much fun and that's something that even here I feel like I've been struggling to get used to is like filming my life with like other people that didn't sign up to be on the internet and things like that. But for a while I was scared to take my social media seriously and like post on a YouTube channel and like out of fear of what my classmates would think or things like that and I really just got to the point where I just got over it and decided like, okay, this is something I really want to do. And if people make comments about it, like, oh, well, who cares? I feel like people are going to make comments about anything. And, you know, it's hard to have thick skin, especially on the internet when people can be kind of brutal. But I don't know. I just think the pros outweigh the cons and your true friends will support you. And I don't know. I'm surprised with like how many people have come up to me and been like, oh, I watch your vlogs. I think it's so fun. And I'm like, seriously, like I forget that people I know in real life, you know, consume my content and I just think it's really cool and a lot of times like if you just ask people to be in them in your life and like just tell them like oh you're starting a YouTube channel I feel like it's more normalized now and people are like on board to be like in vlogs or watch vlogs and support and I don't know I say just go for it it is awkward at first to start vlogging I even look back on like some of my first videos and it hasn't even been that long and I'm like oh gosh why was I so awkward in front of the camera but you truly do just get used to it and I don't know. I think it's worth it. I think it's fun for the memories and it's brought a lot of cool opportunities. So I say just go for it. I feel like people are going to judge one way or another about something. So who cares? You do you. Life's too short to care what people think. And I know it's easier said than done, but it truly does just get easier with time. This one says how to get through long distance and how to keep the feelings alive. I think it is important to schedule like quote unquote date time even when you're not together. FaceTime is super nice. Um, watching shows together from a distance. Sean and I will FaceTime each other and like press play at the same time so that we can watch shows together. And I think one thing is 
just like remembering that you both have your own lives as well and respecting each other's personal time and then that way the moments that you do speak about your day become that much more special but keeping the feelings alive I would say just like I don't know remember what you love about that person for me I feel like absence makes the heart grow fonder is that the quote that my grandma told me once I don't know but I feel like for me when he's gone I like remember how much I'm grateful for him to be around and like how much I love having him around and just like having a a date on the calendar to see each other next or even just to like FaceTime and catch up watch a movie together eat dinner together on FaceTime just like little things like that I feel like in this day and age there's a lot of cool tools to help with long distance dating and I think it just really takes ultimately two people that trust each other and want to make it work and if those things aren't there I think it's really challenging but yeah FaceTime dates find a time to see each other and remember I guess why you're with that person in the first place and trust is huge trust and communication I would say are huge in any relationship but especially during long distance um this one says how to budget while also trying to experience new adventures I think this is another huge thing especially for people in their 20s and 30s um I have a lot of student loan debt so trying to balance how I'm going to pay that back while also you know being in residency and still having a smaller income and wanting to do cool things for experiences social media new adventures travel things like that I would say put aside money every month that just automatically goes to a savings account and that money is something that you just don't touch and then that way budgeting becomes a little bit easier because you already know you have some money put away. I use the Mint app for budgeting and I really, really like it. You can categorize like every spending, like anything you buy and also any income that comes in, you can categorize it and you can put all of your debit and credit cards in your accounts and things like that and it automatically like organizes it for you and tells you where you're spending too much you can set limits things like that but I really like the mint app um, for budgeting I would say just prioritize what you're okay with spending money on and have a reason of why you want to save I think for so long I was guilty of this where I was saving money and I had no idea like what it was for I was just like oh I want to see my savings account just like go up and up and up and that's totally fine but it got to the point where I felt like I wasn't living my life because all I wanted to do was save, save, save. So I think it's just like that balance of knowing why you're saving money, having a goal in mind, but also like letting yourself, you know, go get a latte if you want or go out to dinner with friends. I think it's all about just prioritizing what you're okay with spending money on and areas that you can cut back and save. This next question says, what are you most excited about for moving to Florida? And truly, it is the sunshine. I am just so excited to walk outside and not have my face freeze off and like have sunshine, you know, a lot more than we do here in the Northeast, especially in Buffalo. It can be pretty dreary and cold and it makes me feel just so lazy. Personally, I'm a warm weather person. I just, I do not do well in the cold and it makes me feel so much more motivated in warm weather so I think really just being able to be outside more do more active things outside go to the beach and just like have the sunshine I feel like it makes me so much happier so I'm looking forward to that for sure um, the next question says did you have to have perfect grades to get into the pedo residency so 
Definitely not. I will say that the first round of sort of looking at an application does look at a lot of the numbers. Um, they say you have to have a certain like range of GPA. Some schools don't even interview you based on your rank or GPA if it's like out of their range, but there are plenty of schools that will, not even schools, other programs as well that will look at you as an applicant with you know, a lot of strengths, even if your GPA isn't quote unquote perfect. I certainly didn't have a perfect GPA, but I would just say like do some research into what the program is looking for and reach out and talk to current residents, but it's definitely not impossible. You can easily get into a specialty, at least speaking from my experience and my friend's experience, uh, if you're not in like the top 10 of the class. Like you can definitely still be a competitive applicant and get into a really good program. So I would say don't give up and just find out what you want to do and freaking go for it. This one says, was the residency you matched at your top choice and what was the process like? So the process was extremely stressful. I talk about it again, like I said, in a lot more detail in my YouTube video that's coming out, but it was my top choice. I ranked two pediatric and two general programs and basically how the match process works is the applicants, aka me, rank where I interviewed at. So you can only rank where you got interviewed and to just be completely transparent with you guys, I got straight up rejected, didn't get interviews from three pediatric programs that I applied to, so I couldn't rank those programs. And then the places you interview at rank all of the people they interviewed as well, and it sort of goes down your list. So say I had program A in the first spot, and they take six people. If I'm in the top six of program A after they interviewed me, then we match, and I find out on that day where I got in, and that's where I go. Say I'm not anywhere near the top on program A's list, but I have program B second and I'm in the top however many spots that they accept in theirs, then I match at program B. So it kind of just goes down the applicants list and you figure out from there what programs you will be sort of looking at and how they're looking at you and you find out on match day where you get in and that's where you go. So it's kind of a crazy process, but I'm so excited to visit my friends at their residencies as well. And, you know, I have places to visit like Chicago, Boston, back to Buffalo, Fort Lauderdale. I'm just really excited and happy for my friends as well. And I'm excited to visit them at their residencies and for people to come visit me for vacation destinations down in Florida. <laughs> um, this question says, how do you handle having a very well-known sibling? I like forget that so many people follow Gabby and like know who she is, especially with things like Cheer on Netflix coming out. I feel like it's just kind of crazy that my sister is like known by so many people that I will never know or meet. Um, it just like almost doesn't feel real, but it's super great. I People are always like, oh, are you jealous of Gabby's success? Are you jealous that she does social media full time and you don't? And honest to God, no. I love riding Gabby's coattails. Is that the saying? <laughs> um, I get to do so many cool things and experience so many cool things because of her success. And I think that you know, that's a career that is so perfect for her, but I could never do social media full-time. I'm too obsessive of a person and too much of social media is out of my control and I feel like I would just never shut off and I would just work 24-7. So I'm really happy in the career path that I'm in and I'm also so happy for her genuinely. And I don't know, it's just crazy that when we go somewhere like someone recognizes her or people that I meet, even in like the dental world, like know who she is and it just like, I always like I'm just taken aback every single time because it's so crazy that she you know has the following she does and people know who she is and I don't know but I think it's really cool I am really happy 
that this is the sort of spot in life and position that we're both in and I wouldn't change a thing. Um, this question says, will you and Sean stay in Fort Myers and Naples and just commute to each other? So the apartment that he is currently living at in Fort Myers is only like 35 minutes from my program. So as of right now, the plan is for me to move in there in May or June and just drive to my program, um, my residency Monday through Friday. And then eventually if we find a house that we love in Naples, we would both like to be in that area or, you know, Fort Myers, whatever. But either way, we're going to live together and the commute is really not that bad. Um, like I said, it's like between 30 and 40 minutes and we're just going to do that for now. So no, we will not be getting separate places. I will just be commuting from that apartment until we find maybe a house we love or whatever the next steps will be. This next one says, how did you prepare for applying to residency? Um, I would say just do a lot of research. I did a lot of research into what programs were out there and what I liked and didn't like and where I wanted to be geographically and if I would be a good fit at that program because yes, they're interviewing you and you're applying, but also you have to make sure that you're going to be happy there and you're a good fit there and don't apply to a program just because it has like a good name. Really see what you want out of a program and apply based on that. So do some research and then it's just like getting your ducks in a row as far as getting letters of recommendation and writing a personal statement, which I think the personal statement is often overlooked, but I put a lot of time into that and I enjoyed writing it. I like writing, but I think a lot of programs look at that as a way to set people apart because so many people have good grades and great shadowing experiences and involvement, volunteer, things like that. And I think the personal statement is really a good place to stand out amongst other applicants. So I would say put some time into that and really just take your time and get to know your own application so that going into interviews you have, you know, answers already like kind of ready to go. And just remember to be yourself throughout the whole process. Um, this one says, I had a dream I was on your podcast. Well, I'm reading your question aloud, Sid. <laughs> I think that's your name, but that's funny. Um, how do you know you've chosen the right path with your career? Uh, I don't know if you could ever just be like 100% sure that you're like on the right path, I guess, but just find something you love to do, shadow people in that career, talk to others going through the process of schooling and just getting to that job, I guess, and you know, ask them questions about their day-to-day -day life and see sort of what you want to do. I think that's the best thing to do is do your research, get to know people that'll be honest about the job too, and try it out. It's never too late to change your mind. I will say that. Change your mind in school, change your mind in your career, in life. Life's too short to not do what you want to do. Next, what are you looking forward to most after graduation? Not having to study and just being able to come home and like shut my brain off a little bit. I've been in school. Sorry, I'm picking a hangnail. I've been in school for 25 years of my life. I literally don't know what life is like to not have school. So I'm really excited after graduation to just like finally work and do what I've been wanting to do for so many years and not have to worry about like professors and going to school. Obviously in residency, you're still learning and I'll always be learning, but not having like forced classes and standardized tests that you have to study for and just that like looming like when's my next quiz when's my next test like there's always something to do in school I feel like and I'm really excited to have a little bit more freedom and relaxation and less stress in my life 
Um, this one says how to stay motivated with online classes. And I think this is something that a lot of people struggled with. I, however, really love online classes. I am a homebody. So being able to be home is something that made classes like 80% easier for me. And I would say how to stay motivated, get a workspace that you're really excited about, even if that's like in your room. I'm not saying you have to like go and find an office or a workspace, but just like do little things like light a candle and, you know, make yourself like water, coffee, tea, just like something to make you feel at ease and excited for online school. Um, For me, that was like getting a cute lap desk or a really comfy office chair getting a little plant for my desk, um, getting comfy like slippers to work throughout the day, having little snacks throughout the day, just like little things that like are really great about online school that you can't do when you're in classes, I guess, and just like try to make the most of it. I would say get a planner in general, but especially for online classes to keep track of deadlines and your to-do list for the day and things like that. But I don't know, those were my tips. Have a comfy workspace, do little things that make you excited to have online class and just like capitalize on the positives that you wouldn't get when you are not online. Couple more questions. Um, How to deal with stress, how to deal with emotional things that are bothering you and like finding out what exactly it is bothering you um therapy I always say like therapy is something that taught me so much about myself my emotions my thoughts and all of those sort of things I am so grateful that I started therapy and I'm still in it but find a therapist that you really vibe with and just sort of talk about your feelings just like learning about coping mechanisms and you know how I deal with stress innately and how to sort of like use my strengths and things like that to sort of self-cope and figure out why I'm feeling certain emotions, whether that be stress, sadness, loneliness, um, anxiety, anything. I would say therapy has taught me so much of how to like be more introspective and like figure things out in my own brain. So I don't know if that's helpful, but that's what I would recommend is therapy. And if you can't afford therapy or it's really difficult to find, I know for me, I'm really blessed that therapy is covered in school. Um, Our school has free therapy for all students and that's really, really nice, but there are some awesome resources out there that are a little bit more affordable. I know therapy is a privilege and it can be really expensive, but organizations like BetterHelp, um, Talkspace, things like that, just to sort of look at different options maybe online that may be more affordable if you don't have one in your area or you can't afford it because I know you know it's not cheap all the time so but even just like reading you know books written by psychologists or therapists or counselors or watching YouTube videos or you know meditating and doing your own research too could be super super helpful so that's also an option this one's cracking me up how to deal with your sibling being the more successful, prettier, more liked one. Well, cool. Thank you for letting me know that you think Gabby is more successful, prettier, and more liked. <laughs> um, but I would just say like in any sort of relationship, friendship, sibling relationship, just know that like you have your own positives, like you have your own great qualities that the other person doesn't have and everybody's unique. And 
I actually think I'm, you know, pretty successful and I may not be as pretty as Gabby, but I'm freaking funny. So that has to count for something, right? Um, this one says my best friend is jealous that I have a boyfriend and I want to spend time with both of them, but there's not enough time. This is something hard, you know, balancing time is something that I feel like nobody is perfect at, but just creating boundaries and making sure like both parties think that you value them and their friendship or relationship and their time and not forgetting that it's your life and you can spend it how you wish but also being considerate of other people in the same time and just like communicating I think is a big thing if you know you feel a certain way and you want to spend time with this person this day just like be honest with the other person and I feel like if they're a true friend they'll respect that and just make time for what you want to do I would say is the number one priority with that um let's see what's something you can't live without that's a really good question I would say chapstick (laughs) as like a basic general answer but also like my reminders app or a planner are two things that I feel like I couldn't live without I would lose my head if I didn't have some sort of organization tool like those. Um, Do you ever have doubts about dental school? I'm a senior in undergrad and I'm doubting going. 100%. I feel like there's always going to be like questions, like I said earlier, am I in the right path? Am I doing the right thing? But I think when it comes down to it, like I am really happy, you know, going through the route of becoming a pediatric dentist because that's what I want to do and there are certainly things that I absolutely despise about dental school and even just like things I don't love about the career in general but like the process of getting there I should say but I'm excited and know that like it'll all be worth it once I get to actually work and do what I love. I would say dental school is super freaking hard and it is not the most fun four years to be completely honest with you but You have to really know that that's the career you want to do and love doing it because if not, I truly don't think it's worth it. But I would say on the flip side of that, like if it's something you think you really want to do, try it out and there's no harm in changing your mind. I always say that. So shadow, give it a shot, try and let me know, I guess, how it works. But yes, I've had doubts if I'm doing the right thing. It's really hard to see other people graduate undergrad and just start working and making money and you feeling like all you're doing is spending money and studying 24-7 and being miserable. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There's been so many times where I've thought that, but now that I'm, like, I see the light at the end of the tunnel, I think it's worth it, but that's because this is the career I want to do. And if you're uncertain, I don't think that it's going to feel worth it, I guess, in that aspect. And it's a long haul, so... I would just say do your research and make sure that it's something you really want to do. And then, yes, I will say it is worth it in the end. Um, This one says, help, I'm going through a breakup after six years. I got a new job. I'm in school, so I stay busy, but I fight every day not to call him. And I know this is probably not going to be the most helpful advice, but I would just say give it time. I think with anything, time heals most things and you'll find... You literally just wake up one day and you realize that you don't need that person anymore and that you're better off. And I would say just remember that it ended for a reason and things happen for a reason and focus on you. And it's not going to be easy, like I said, but I think that in the long run, you'll be happy that you learned so much from that relationship and that you are also really happy 
with how much you've grown on your own. I think going through a breakup teaches you a lot about yourself as a person and what you want out of a future relationship. But I would say just focus on, like you said, staying busy, but also like let yourself feel the emotions and just know that with time, it'll get easier. That's really all I feel like I can say. All right, a couple questions about teeth whitening tips, skincare, things like that. I truly think the Crest White Strips are great. They're a good home alternative to whitening, and I think they really do good, uh, can I speak? They really do a great job of whitening your teeth at home. I also really like the AP24 Toothpaste by New Skin. Uh, I would just say work in whitening products over time and don't use them every day because your teeth will get very sensitive. But I would say give that a shot. They also have Crest White Strips for sensitive teeth, I believe, as well. So if you have more sensitive teeth, maybe try those. But I think those are honestly great at-home options for teeth whitening, and I really recommend. Also, if you use a whitening fluoride toothpaste by any brand, just brush with minimal water and don't rinse afterwards so that that product sits on your teeth longer and can help with that. As far as skincare, I really think less is more when it comes to skincare, using gentle products um, with fewer ingredients and really just like letting your skin be. I know that that doesn't work for everyone, but me personally, I found that when I try too many products and like pile too much on my face is when I see more breakouts. So try to just find like a couple products that you know and love that your skin really likes. And I think it's different for everyone, but I would say less is more. Um, get a good moisturizer that's not too thick and heavy and a good cleanser. That is my recommendation. I really like the soy face cleanser from the brand Fresh and I've tried a couple different moisturizers. I don't really have one that I'm like obsessed with right now, but just something, like I said, gentle with few clean ingredients. Uh, this one says, how do you get the willpower to go to class in cold weather? And I, like I was saying earlier, I think there's a lot of things that are really hard in cold weather. But I would just say you'll feel so much better and less stressed, at least me personally, going to class than you would if you missed it and had to make up the work and figure it out later. So that was, you know, the motivating factor for me, at least in the cold, was that it was worth it for me to go and get it over with in that time than to try to catch up later. Let's see how to maintain sense of self in a serious relationship and not lose yourself. I think this is a topic I could talk for hours on because... I have been that person that completely lost myself in a relationship when I was younger and I feel like now I truly am really happy with my sense of self and I think Sean and I both are happy in our own lives and have our own separate things going on and separate friends but we love spending a lot of time together and I would just say like have your own hobbies, have your own friends, have your own alone time. I don't think that's talked about enough is that it's okay and you don't have to feel guilty for wanting alone time. Um, I'm someone that really enjoys my alone time with whether it's like taking a hot shower and watching a YouTube video or reading and I think just communicating that with your partner and just doing what you love and you know it's okay to be a little bit selfish sometimes and remember that you are your own person and ultimately like at the end of the day you have to love yourself and be with yourself before it sounds cliche but before you can really truly be in like a healthy relationship with another person. So I would just say, like, don't forget that feeling that you had going into a relationship and how confident and 
sort of how much self-love you had when you were single and just sort of carry that into the relationship while also loving another person. So have your own hobby, have your own friends, you know, have your own goals and don't be afraid to prioritize alone time sometimes. This one says, I've been in a funk. How do I get the motivation to get back on track? I want to say we have a whole episode about this because I certainly get in funks. I would say do little things to prioritize your mental health and get you excited about life. At least for me, when I'm in a funk, a lot of it stems from like a lack of excitement in my day to day. So whether that be planning a small trip or, you know, going to the grocery store and getting things that you're excited to make for dinner Um, trying a new coffee recipe at home, getting a new nail polish. I don't know. I'm just thinking of like little things that I do to get myself excited, taking a hot shower and getting ready for the day. I feel like that's something that I've recently realized helps get out of a funk for me is like getting ready and not just like wallowing in self-pity in the same sweats or pajamas I've been wearing for 48 hours, (laughs) like doing my hair throwing on some mascara and like getting out of the house even in the cold is something that I've definitely found to help but it can be different for everyone just like getting motivated excited um, journaling is also something that I feel like helps get me out of a funk sort of recognizing what my feelings are and why I'm feeling them and what I want out of you know once I get out of the funk what I'm really looking for and what that person looks like and just doing some self-reflection by journaling, I think. I'm going to do a couple more because my throat hurts from talking so much. Let's see. Um, A lot of questions about how to stay motivated and productive in school. And I think really with anything, I stay motivated, whether it be fitness, eating healthy, being productive, um, school goals, anything like that is remembering why I'm doing it and what my end goal is and knowing that you always feel better after the fact when you've accomplished something whether it be as little as making your bed in the morning or you know making a healthy meal or going on a walk I think the motivation comes from that feeling of accomplishment and knowing what your goals are and working towards them at least for me like knowing that that success is possible and after I accomplish something no matter how small I just feel so much better and that sort of motivates me for the next time I'm feeling kind of in a slump or not motivated about something is just knowing that it's worth it and you're doing it for a reason and remembering what your goals are and your why I just feel like for me that's super helpful and helps motivate me through whatever I'm working on but I think I'm going to end on that note stay positive, you know, feel your feels and kick some butt this week. That's where I'm going to leave you guys. But thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Outgoing Without Going Out. And I will be back soon. And we're so excited to tell you about all of the exciting things coming with the podcast. But I'll see you guys next week. Bye. (laughs)